Hello, it is Tuesday the 13th of December and this is the Tuescast of my previous week and um, it's quite warm today and I'm a bit like spinach or daisies once they've been plucked. I just wilt once it gets hot so I'm a little warm and I'm going to have a nice cup of tea and do my languages which I do when the baby has a sleep. But I wanted to let you know that I watched Mirror Mirror um, with Army Hammer and Lily Collins and this week I've kind of had the end song stuck in my head that I believe because at the very end of it there's this amazing Bollywood dance and she goes I believe 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 in love <laughs> and it's excellent it's really really good remind me a little bit of Basement Jack's um, Romeo that video uh, because there's not really been a lot of crossover between Bollywood and Hollywood. Um, so it was really nice to see that gesture. And I think that it's quite possible that the director, whose name looked possibly Indian, um, I didn't write it down, the, the name of the director, and I'm sorry, I'll IMDb it or you can IMDb it. But it's quite possible that that director is a very experienced Bollywood director because it certainly was very well made. Although I must admit that its target audience my daughter, she, I put it on thinking she would love it, and um, in the end she didn't want to watch it, she rather watched The Avengers, and I ended up watching the rest of it by myself, but, gee, Army Hammer's a bit cute, but, um, and that made me think of that bit in Entourage as well, where he shows up at the end because he's dating Emily Ratajkowski, and Vince ends up going out, with, I love that blurred reality, like the magic realism of, well it's not really magic realism, it's just kind of like postmodernism, I suppose, of Entourage, how you can imagine that by placing Vince against Army Hammer, that that's who you're supposed to believe he could be, like he could be playing the lead in these films. And of course, Adrian Grenier is absolutely gorgeous, and it's amazing that he didn't go on to become the big movie star that he could have been. And I have a copy of his early film, Drive Me Crazy, and if you like just the look of that beautiful young man, Adrian Grenier, with the curls and the blue eyes, oh my God, then watch it, because it's excellently written. I think it was written... It's one of the most perfectly written teen films that I've ever seen. An excellent film, Drive Me Crazy. But I'm digressing. I had another song stuck in my head recently, which I will blame on the most uplifting episode of Black Mirror that I've seen yet. It's episode four in the third season. And it's, um, it's called San Junipero. And there's this bit where uh, they, they... She... It's set in 2000 and 1997 or 2000. I forget which year it is, but there's this little clip to let you know what year you're in. And Alanis Morissette's Ironic comes on. And it just reminds me of the fact that, uh, that the song about irony doesn't contain a single literal example of irony, which is defined as when the, inf the implied meaning is the exact opposite of the literal literal meaning and all of those examples like rain on your wedding day smoke no smoking sign on your cigarette break the, the the literally not irony and somebody put together a fantastic list once of what all of those examples that she gives in the song actually are so that put ironic in my head but it also put the wesley willis alanis morissette you remember him oh that was so cute that that song that, that is it, it is Wesley Willis. I'm pretty sure. Now might have got that surname wrong. It's Wesley something, and he did that. So he's a bit like Daniel Johnston. Willis Willis Wallace. Anyway, 
I digress. Because Black Mirror Season 3, Episode 4, is, at, to, to date, the only episode that I have wanted to watch more than once. It's a really romantic... I won't ruin it, but it's absolutely beautiful. It's really, really good. And it plays with that idea of, you know, the future and the meaning of our lives in this in this future, which is what the whole series Black Mirror is really about. But it's the only one that contains, I think, a real sense of optimism. And it also has in it, cast in one of the two main roles, a really lovely girl called Mackenzie Davis. And I liked her enough to go and look her name up on IMDb. And it turns out that I have already clocked her and gone, oh, I like you, you're cool. She was in The Martian. And I think she had this bit part where she was one of the people back in the control, um, you know, like control center talking to Matt Damon out on Mars, talking to him about surviving. She looked really cool in that. She just, she's got a great kind of Molly Ringwald look about her. And she's really, she's really quite lovely. And she's my new favourite. So that's Mackenzie Davis in episode three, uh, season three, episode four of Black Mirror. I've also been getting into uh, 3%, which is on Netflix. It's another Netflix original series. Um, and it's a Brazilian Portuguese sort of sci fi. Um, uh, and it's a lot like The Island. You know, in that you've got all these people who are, but but it's it's not literally like the island because there is actually a place for them to go. Whereas the island in the island, you know, with you and you and McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, like that's a that's a, a, a fantasy. But this one is about this future time when there's overpopulation, blah blah, blah which of course we're heading towards. Um, and three percent of the population compete in this kind of not quite Hunger Games, but they compete in this um process to be selected as the 3% to join this sort of elite society on the offshore. So there's this, you know, poor and, and rich and healthy and, and unhealthy, wealthy and poor dynamic, but it's also sort of investigating what really makes humans valuable to each other and to society. So it's great. I'm going to keep going with it. And I recommend watching it in Brazilian and Portuguese with the subtitles turned on because I find nothing so distracting as watching mouths move at a different pace um i can't watch dubbed material i absolutely I absolutely loathe it like i understand that it has its place in the world but and if anybody by the way knows where to get a copy of um that charion fat movie not dubbed um hard boiled i would really like to get a copy of it so if if you do happen to know please send me like a note or something um I'm still watching The Crown. I've been watching a bit of Barefoot Contessa to keep myself cooking. I've also taped some Nigella Lawson. And, I, you know, it's funny, like, she's a huge star and I'd never seen any of her TV show. And it's a really good cooking show. I really enjoy it. Um, she was making... Of course, I love listening to the way she talks and she's just... She's so, like... She just embodies poshness. But she's... Her cooking isn't hard to do. She's just... I find there's a, you know, there's a lack of distinction between time-consuming and difficult, especially in cooking. It's like, oh, oh, please talk to me more and then lick your fingers. Go on, Nigella. So she did this thing the other week where she was making a soft-boiled egg and some fresh asparagus and dipping the spears in rather than toast. I've done that recently and it's really delicious. But I'm also taking some inspiration from her because I'm going to make a trifle according to her recipe. I'm like, let make the fresh raspberry sauce and... So I'll let you know how I go with that. 
Um, and I'm going to finish having my cup of tea and sign off and um, upload this to SoundCloud. So thanks for listening and hang in there. Next time I talk to you, it will be not quite Christmas, but perilously close. So hang in there and I will see you next Tuesday. Thank God for good friends, huh? Bye.